Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. This week, President Biden hosted a White House celebration for the Inflation Reduction Act, a.k.a. the Climate and Healthcare Spending Bill. A big part of the bill, of course, is the green energy tax credits. But we've got to get beyond the headlines and all of that. As always, we've got to think again in terms of what that is when you break down each of those credits. Will they really reduce carbon emissions? Will they be better for the climate, the environment? How will they influence business? And what is the ultimate impact on taxpayer and taxpayer dollars? Uh, as always, helping us break all of that down, Alex Morishano from the is the federal policy analyst at the Tax Foundation. And uh, Alex, there's a there's a lot to break down and unpack uh, in all of this. But give us just a a little bit in terms of kind of the the old model, I guess. Uh, you point out in uh, your piece today uh, that it's kind of the carrot and stick options when it comes to a lot of these uh, energy tax, green energy tax credit. But uh, give us a, a baseline understanding of what are they going after there. Yeah, so the idea, of course, on paper is it's it's ultimately more or the same of what we've done for a long time, which is uh, sort of shovel subsidies at different technologies that uh, we think uh, currently or could in the future, you know, produce uh, low lower carbon emissions. Um, you know, there are some slight, you know, improvements, some, you know, ways that the bill makes things worse. Um, but basically, it's it's the same approach that we've been using for for a long time. That's been you know kind of middling at, at best. And so, as you you, you look at that uh, again, kind of the both sides. Let's let's kind of go down each of the of those paths. So, what are the things within the uh, the bill? Uh, one of the stick approaches you went after is the the carbon tax. Break that down for us in terms of what it actually does, what the impact might be. Well, yeah. So the, the the carbon tax is like is the is the bill is the the path not taken in the bill. There there's no um, carbon uh, tax uh, in in the bill, which which I think would be uh, regardless of of the sort of other trade offs of it, a certainly more sound approach to climate policy than what they ended up choosing, um, which I guess would be the carrot, which would be a lot of different subsidies that. Uh, end up going to different technologies sort of arbitrarily chosen um, by policymakers instead of letting sort of markets and, and, and private actors sort of figure out what actually is the most viable technology. Um, yeah, so, so the carbon tax is the sort of stick approach that the bill kind of ignores, and the bill focuses mostly on, on these subsidies. Um, and when you look at the subsidies, it's it's a lot of, you know, some of them are have an improvement over the existing um, existing framework where they have a little bit more, you know, instead of having one for solar and one for wind, they they sort of streamlined it for and in, in, in terms of power production to just have one for any, you know, non emissions tech, uh, mm-hmm. uh, power source. So that's an improvement. Uh, but on the other hand, they include a lot of different requirements about, you know, uh, union labor or, uh, you know, locations in certain communities or, or uh, you know, domestic content requirements, all these other sort of regulatory things that really undermine your argument if the point is uh, we really need to focus upon climate change, then why are you including all these other sort of policy uh, goals and that, that end up undermining it? Yeah, it ends up being much more of a kind of a blunt force uh wild swing as opposed to a real precision uh, targeted what what are the results going to be one of the things that you pointed out that got me thinking because i think we missed this uh, not just when it comes to 
uh, to climate, environment, and tax, but in so many other areas. And that is there are often things that are happening anyway. And so sometimes we we tout this will be a great success when it probably was going to happen. It's kind of running to the front of the parade. And and you point out that things have been changing uh, significantly when it comes particularly to things like emissions. Uh, And uh, just describe to us where we are, where we've been on that, what the path is, and this would this bill help, hurt, or be a non-factor? Yeah, so, you know, the administration has been touting a lot of studies that suggest around 40 percent, quote, you know, 40 percent reduction in emissions. Um, but that is uh, using uh, a baseline of, of emissions from 2005. So the bill will lower emissions to, you know, 40 um, percent less than what they were in 2005. Um, and emissions have already fallen significantly since 2005, I think around 20 percent, and are continu- expected to continue to fall uh, a little bit further um, by 2030. Uh, and so the real impact of the bill, according to these studies, is, is somewhere between you know, 7 and 17 percent, a reduction between 7 and 17 percent of emissions in 2030 relative to where we're expected to be in 2030. Um, which is nothing to sneeze at, but um, I think we don't really you like this is a very climate specific. That's sort of 2005 baseline is sort of common in climate mm-hmm. policy discussions, um, but I guess it, it's kind of misleading because we don't really think in those. It, 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 I don't think it's necessarily something nefarious from climate people always using um, the 2005 baseline, but it's used in a way that we don't talk about. Um, anything else. Like we, we don't really think about that in any other way. You wouldn't say the impact of, you know, um, uh, a, 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 you know, corporate tax cut or whatever would, would be to grow the economy relative to where it was in 2005, for example, and include all of the growth that has already happened since 2005. Right. Um, that'd be kind of a strange way to think about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It, it gets so complicated so quickly. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, before I let you go, uh, how does the Senator Manchin's uh, permitting reform deal, kind of the side deal that was part of this broader deal, uh, how does that play in? Does that uh, is that going to impact uh, any of this uh, again as part of this broader deal? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's really the important an important question with those estimates of the bills impact on climate change is that. Um, you know, su- subsidies, you know, they'll, they'll probably, you know, stimulate some, some additional clean energy investment here and there, at least on, on paper. But, of course, the issue is if if the public just decides they don't want it, um, which is to say uh, if, um, you know, either regulatory agencies or individual sort of local opposition gr- groups who are opposed to development – Many of whom supposedly environmental organizations who are who are opposed to development will um, put a stop to the actual sort of construction of uh, a new clean energy project. Um, and so, with with permitting, you know, um, you know, if if you don't have a way to get through those sort of red, that sort of red tape, that sort of not in my backyard behavior, then uh, subsidies are, are no good if, if, if you know, regulatory agencies and, and, and local opposition just makes it impossible right. to actually get anything built. Yeah. So 
I think that is going to the, the fate of the bill really in the long term kind of rests on that, in my view. All right. Alex Morishano, always a great perspective, federal policy analyst at the Tax Foundation. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources. Top of the hour news is next. Hour number two coming up. Stick around on Inside Sources. <laughs> 